What's happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Uh, appreciate you checking us out and uh, checking in here on this week's episode. We will talk to a key member of the uh, county champion Thomas Johnson Boys Track and Field Team. Uh, Luke Freemanis uh, will join us. Uh, Luke has a very interesting story. Not only is he a great athlete um, uh, for the Patriots, he's, a, he's also one of the smartest kids in school and is, in fact, uh, designed two uh, track and field-based video games. Um, uh, so, we'll, so we'll talk to Luke about that, uh, just his, uh, his idea for that. How do you, how do you, in, um, how do you design a, a video game as, as a high school student? Uh, it seems like a very intimidating uh, a process. Um, so, so we'll get Luke's thoughts on that, and as well as the Patriots' uh, big victory uh, in the county meet they held off Urbana. Uh, last uh, uh, Saturday um, uh, to win their second straight county title. Urbana girls reign again and a very impressive nine in a row uh, f- uh, for them uh, a- after they uh, scored in every single event, all, all, all 13 events, uh, t- to win another county title. So uh, look forward to talking to Luke about all of that. But uh, Alexander Dacey uh, joins me for our opening segment. Um, did you play video games as a kid? Yes, not like, probably not... As much or maybe not the types of games a lot of, uh, I guess, as many people played. I was mostly a sports video game guy, which well, I guess is not, you know, I guess it's, I say that like it's some niche thing and it's not, but. Well, well I mean, what was your primary gaming console? Uh, the Nintendo Wii. Uh, the, the Wii, okay. The, the Nintendo Wii. Uh, we've had, we've had one since 2009. And it is still working, and we still have it at our house, so we still we still pull it out occasionally. And, and what, <laughs> what would you play? You played Madden or, or, uh, not, or no. hockey or yeah, baseball? So primarily hockey and baseball. Um, was uh, because I uh, because like the really, um, I guess the bigger titles in those series didn't don't uh, don't have Wii versions. I would always get the the two K sports versions, uh, most of the MLB two K and the NHL two K series, which uh, were discontinued in two thousand eleven and two thousand twelve. So I do have the last ever copies of those of those titles. But um, yeah, those were my primaries uh, primaries. I would run on run on the Wii um, Mario Kart. I mean that's a classic, but you know usually usually uh, usually like baseball or hockey games. Were, were you smart enough in high school to design your own video game? No, I do not have a computer science brain, which is funny coming from the son of a uh, software developer, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 so you didn't get your si- sister's figure skating no. genes. You didn't get your dad's computer science genes. No, I genes. did not. <laughs> You were you were like you were like the black sheep of your family. All, all I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I got a little I got I got a little combination of other stuff. But. Okay, you're you're very you're you're very unique uh, in, in your family. Sure. <laughs> Um, but it sort of like blows my mind that this kid designed a video game uh, in, in high school. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know where to start uh, when it came to a project. Well, like and, that. and the fact that I, I actually, when you had um, when you had uh, mentioned that in your story uh, over the weekend, I actually went to go look it up, and it's like it looks like it's pretty pretty sophisticated too. It's not some <clears> like little mini, you know. Little like very basic game. It looks like there's a lot of like right. depth and involvement to it too. So. And like his teammates are yeah. like in the game. Yeah. Right? So so if like you needed if you wanted to win the mile, you would run with James Partlow, obviously. Right. So, yeah, I, so I assume he has the best probably the best stats uh, in the game. Right. He's he's, he's probably a 99 when it comes yeah. to di- when it comes to distance running. If, if that's the scale that we'll we'll, we'll ask uh, Luke about that. But if that's the scale that he uses, <laughs> but but just being able being in high school and being 
not only designing it, but being able to play as yourself in a video game, the, the whole thing is just, it's, it's just crazy to me. So, um, all right. Uh, this week in basketball, uh, you covered uh, Middletown a couple of times, and uh, it seems like you got some clarity, um, uh, at least when it came to potential players of the year on Monday. Uh, you, you saw Talia Jenkins of, 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 of Middletown on Tuesday. You saw uh, uh, Kenyon Johnson of Walkersville, and, and those are two of the best players in the county, obviously. Yes, and I'll, I'll, I'll defer on Talia to John because he was going to be picking that list, and that race seems hey, we're, to be. We're, we're not reporting anything, yeah, by the no, way. No, like no. we're we're not these this, these decisions haven't we're, been made, but these are two clear front runners, right? And yeah, and, and again, you know, so Talia is a sophomore, um, and she kind of, and kind of just does it all, and you know, she's a she's 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 a she's five ten and like looks like a post player and is a post player, but she's also a point guard and she can shoot threes really well. So she kind of just does everything, and it's one of those like matchup proof type players where no matter what you throw at her. She's going to find a way to make something happen. Um, you know, again, in terms of player of the year, she's certainly up there. I mean, there's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a competitive year for that. Uh, I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry. Who did yeah. Middletown play on Monday? Uh, Urbana. They Ur- beat Urbana, Urbana 52 okay. to 49. Uh, and, and um, how, how did the, how did the Middletown girls look overall? Would you say? They looked pretty good. I mean, it wasn't, def- I, I, I've granted, I've only seen them twice. And the other time they lost to Frederick. Now Frederick is our best team. So that's not really a, Huge shock, but um, they looked good in stretches, a little bit less good in other stretches. You know, Urban- Urbana's having kind of a rebuilding year, and it seems like they're kind of, you know, after this year, they're going to be really loaded down the stretch. But <clears throat> um, for right now, it seems to be one of their more, you know, mediocre years in recent memory. So they had Ur- Urbana, outside of, outside of a one-point win over Oakdale, they haven't really beaten anybody notable. Um, so it was kind of a, you know, somewhat – Somewhat good, somewhat sloppy, kind of you know, kind of one of those games back and forth. But Middletown pulled it out in the end, and it was their first game. And I guess same for Urbana as well with the, with all the weather. It was their first game in like a week and a half. Yeah, did did anyone comment on that? Like that they were rusty, or, or the, uh, the time off threw them off? No, or? I mean it didn't really. At least, at least, uh, no one really outwardly said it. Um, I did ask Chris Crevis about it, and and Joe Blazer, and they were both kind of like, yeah, you know, it's. It's one I mean, of those it's, things. It's not like it's not like they weren't practicing and everyone else. No, was. it's like they yeah. were far from unique in this in this situation. <clears throat> right. Um, and then on Tuesday, uh, you had a pretty noteworthy result because it marked the first time that the Middletown boys uh, lost a game this season. They lost to Walkersville. I'll ask you uh, in a minute about um, uh, Kenny and Johnson, but uh, the game was also unique in the sense that. Walkersville seemed to have it put away, and then it wasn't put away. Like a twenty-point lead became next to nothing in in a pretty short span of time. Like, what, like what happened at the end of this? Yeah. Game? So Walkersville, so Middletown loves to basically do like a run and gun kind of three-point bonanza style play, and they really push the pace. And with that, they're usually scoring you know seventy plus points a game. Walkersville had held them to thirty-six through twenty-nine minutes, and they were really you know kind of slowing them down. And just sort of throwing them all off. So I guess in desperation, Middletown started to do a full court press, and for whatever reason, Walkersville just like could not handle it. And so they were they were they were up twenty. It was fifty six to thirty six with again just under uh, just about three minutes left. And then at about fifty seconds to play, Middletown made it fifty eight fifty five. So in about in, in about two minutes, was, they, was they everyone go? This game was at 
Middletown. It was that right? Middletown. Was everyone going crazy? Yeah, because they were like, where, like they were like. I mean, obviously they were willing to come back. We were also like, where the heck was this? The first, you know, three and a half quarters of this game. Uh, so did, did John Kymig have an answer for that question? Not really. I mean, I think he was like. The, I mean, the press definitely helped. And I think Walkersville not being able to break it certainly was it was a factor. But you know. It was, it was just kind of one of the one of those things, right? Where I think they they got a little desperate, and they're I mean, the style they play, that sort of up tempo style, I guess, does favor that, where they sort of force a lot of turnovers, force a lot of running, you know. Whereas whereas earlier in the game, they weren't really Walkersville wasn't letting them do that, and so they were they were they were kind of slowing down. They were having to take more more contested shots and all that. So. I, I think it was the fact that all you know, in a sense, that chaos almost favors Middletown because they're so used to playing that sort of fast-paced style, um, and I guess that's sort of what happened down the stretch. And Walkersville did end up hitting a couple of free throws late to make it a five-point game, but yeah, it was that that score line is very misleading for how the vast majority of that game went. As a Maryland alum and a and a Terps fan, did this bring back shades of the gone in six the, the ten-point lead that evaporated oh. in sixty seconds against Duke? I don't think I was I was alive for that, but I do, yeah, do not remember it. Yeah, so. yeah, you don't remember it, man. Yeah. You, you you are you are really young, aren't you? So yeah. uh, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure how what your memories of that of that game might be. Uh, I, I guess that was the gosh that that was that was one right? Uh, I something like that. It was, yeah. it, was, it was right before their national championship. Yeah, so. I I mean I was one year old, so I you don't remember that, that game? No, uh, I, I don't. You weren't in your crib uh, while watching that game. No, I you you know where I probably was. I was probably on my dad's lap, and my dad was probably very upset. <laughs> you're you're like you're lucky you didn't get, you're lucky you didn't get like thrown across the room. I um, all right, uh, Kenyon Johnson, really yeah. good player for Walkers. But what, what do you like the most about him? Um, I mean, again, he's another one where you you just can't stop him. You know, part of it is part of it again is his size. He's he's, he's just he he's a he's a for he's a forward, and so he forward slash center, I guess, if you will. Um, so he's mostly does stuff around the rim, but my God, there is basically nobody, you know, as like, as like big and big and strong as him. And the, and, and, and the fact that he's just so strong at going up, you know, and finishing at the basket. And Mike Math has said, you know, in his, uh, I mean, I guess almost 30 years now as a head coach of boys and girls teams at Walker, he said he doesn't have anyone who's He's never had anyone who's as good of a finisher around the room and as strong and consistent at it as Kenyon. Um, and then the other part is the rebounds. You know, his he told me when he was uh, younger, he got really good at sort of reading the ball coming off the backboard in youth basketball because people were missing so much that it was like just sort of an extra, sort of just like an exercise, you know, to to keep following it. And 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 it's and he's only gotten better since. And I mean, he's he's averaging a double double. I think he's the only player in the county doing that. He's averaging twenty and ten. Um, he was at 25 and 17 on uh, on Tuesday, and that's like tw- the fact that 20 you say 25 and 17, which is a totally mi- you know eye popping performance, but for him it's like slightly above average, which is kind of kind of crazy. You know, he's a he's a very he's a very unique player, I guess, in that sense. Whereas m- there's not there, the county doesn't really have a lot of true bigs, and I wouldn't even necessarily say he's a true big. Like I said he's more of a forward, but. You know he's the closest thing to a true big, and he's just so dominant inside. And 
you know, and defensively too. I mean, he, he swat he swatted a ton of shots. I don't I didn't have the exact count, but it was it was a lot. <laughs> uh, last year he played with uh, Shea Uluwe, mm-hmm. another big, yeah. and I, I don't mean to cast aspersions on on Shea, but yeah. but but was Kenyon unintentionally held back by Shea's presence? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, it was a very nice compliment to have have the two of them kind of together and sort of feed off each other. And uh, I mean, Kenyon now said, you know, the, the, the fact that sort of I, I, in a sense, it almost helped because there every team's attention was sort of diverted between the two, so they wouldn't be getting you know right. You wouldn't throw everybody at one guy, but now he's now the guy. I mean, it hadn't seemed to matter because he, he's just he's he, he's I mean he's better than he was last year, which is which is saying something given he had a really strong season last year too. Is but, Walkersville dare I say the second best team in the county? I uh, I kind of want to see them play Middletown again because both. I, I was at both of the games. Middletown won a close one the first time, and then Walkersville won this one the second time. And Walkersville was more dominant in this game than Middletown was in their win back in December. Um, almost a similar thing happened, too, where they were up by a lot late, and Walkersville went on some absurd run to close the gap. But uh, So almost kind of mirror image games yeah, in I mean, that sense. It, 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 it's a tightly group pack behind yeah. Frederick because, I mean, I, I recently saw Oakdale uh, beat mm. Walkersville at home. Uh, middle, like you said, Middletown got him earlier in the season. Um, so it, it, it's a close pack, but but when you have a great player like that, I mean, um, it, it just puts you in the it puts you in the conversation. So uh, go ahead. And I was about to say, I believe they're in the same region for basketball. Um, I think they're two A West. I know I know some of the regions got messed up this year, but I think they're they're two A West. So they very likely will. Again, barring anything unexpected, they're very likely the one and two seeds in that region, or at least right now they are. So that would potentially set up a pretty crazy regional final. That would probably really once and for all settle the settle the score. Because again, I mean they 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 feel pretty evenly matched, and they also play two very different styles of basketball. Um, so it's a little bit it's a little bit hard hard of a one to one, but I think you can make an argument for either team as second best right now. Who else would you put in the player of the year uh, discussion? Like who, under under consideration, Frederick's got to have. Yeah, a I mean, I mean, Frederick's got always got a handful. The thing the thing is is that they're so they're so e- again kind of so even, and so they have so many guys that are so equally good that it's a little hard to single out one. I'd say JJ Addison's probably. I, I, I saw him for the first. The best. I saw him for the first time uh, Tuesday night, and he was he was pretty darn impressive. Like um, he just gets their offense going with his rebounding ability and his ability to dribble and, and get get the break going. Like he gets them. He's like a spark plug for them. Yeah, and, and I, I and, and he's I've a great seen, finisher too around the rim. And I've seen them twice. And again, granted, they were both in blowouts, so it was you know a little a little, little bit hard to judge given the given the quality of opponent, but like. You know they were, I I I I said it. You know I think I said this at the time. They could basically go one to seven, and there's really not, not really any substantial drop off from one to seven. Now again, right. I, I think you know you do. I somebody like Addison, I'd say probably is maybe a cut above. Um, yeah, and, he, and I know he came in from he's from Frederick originally. Frederick's his home school, but then he was at a Bishop O'Connell last year, and he transferred back. And yeah, he's only a um, sophomore. And he's only a sophomore. He's one of the highest rated sophomores in the. Um, very highly touted sophomore uh, nationally, and I, I I can see why. <laughs> so yeah, he could shoot, he could finish, uh, he he gets their offense going. So yeah, give him another two a year, a year or two of high school experience, he's going to be really really good, and we'll have a chance to play uh, <clears throat> for for a pretty nice college, I would imagine. But uh, David Dorsey's good. I mean, Frederick just like you say, they sort of. 
They almost uh, cannibalize each other's no, right, stats. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to single. It's hard to single one of those one of those guys out. Uh, Middletown, do they have a candidate? Uh, or, uh... I mean, I guess the best is probably James Miller, who's their who's their best shooter. Um, and he, I think he's I think he's second to Kenyon in terms of scoring in the county. I mean, again, he he's again he's it's like basically as Middletown's offense goes, he's usually putting up putting up you know close to twenty plus a night. Right. Um, actually, he had, he had a he only had thirteen in the the game on Tuesday, and that was one of his worst performances of the of the, of the season, which is kind of weird to say. But you know, if, if you're looking, I guess, for a pure scoring option, there might be few better than him in that regard, like a like a like a pure shooter. Right. Uh, Oakdale, uh, Alex Rodriguez, potentially. Or Gage Lynn, probably uh, one of those uh, two. Uh, I, I think they're. I think both of them are obviously really good, and they do really well for their team. And Oakdale. I also want to shout out Oakdale. They've they've they had a six game losing streak, but they've really picked it up the last uh, couple of weeks. They're back above five hundred. Um, but yeah, those two are really good, and probably I'd say first team candidates. I don't know if they're yeah quite player of the year, but uh, yeah. Uh, before we go, just a tip of the cap to the TJ boys. Uh, blown out uh, the, the first time they played uh, Frederick, but it was a real competitive game Tuesday. Frederick got off to a fast start, but but TJ, with their defense and their shooting, um, uh, with uh, AJ Spencer, uh, got back into it. So so uh, tip of the cap to the TJ boys for for for, for pushing Frederick. It, it wasn't it wasn't the walkover that the first game was. So. All right, Alexander, thank you so much. When we come back, we will talk to Luke Freemanis of uh, Thomas Johnson High School, ask him about gaming and his great track career. So stick with us here on The Final Score. All right, joining me in studio right now is uh, Thomas Johnson Sr. Luke Freemanis. Uh, how are you, man? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to have you on because you're having a great Another great uh, track season uh, uh, at TJ, but but you have a really interesting backstory too, and I wanted to ask you about that because uh, you've uh, designed and and you play a couple of video games, and that's not something that all uh, high high school students do or, or could say they've done uh, is, is design a video game. How did all of this sort of come about for you? So for me, it was just kind of. It's just something I've always done for a while, just kind of playing around with some smaller type stuff. I've always loved to like program, kind of like make games since like a young age. And like kind of recently as I've gone through like high school over the summers, I wanted to do kind of like a summer project. So like I wanted to take in some inspiration from something that I really enjoy. And track has just been something that I've really enjoyed. I've been taking a lot of inspiration from that. And I'm able to make something that I, re- that I think I can share to others and they, they can see the wonders of the game and also something I can enjoy as well because it's kind of fun to make new games that I like to play too. Okay, and the games are track and field based games. Yeah. The, uh, it's called Sky High, right? Yeah, uh-uh. so there's one Sky High, High Jump. That's my first one. It's just all about um, the High Jump event. Which is your favorite event, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other one's Track Mayhem Decathlon. So that's like just all, all 10 events of the Decathlon, which I've found myself more going towards that event. Right. I like that. Uh, it's, it's just that designing a video game, it sounds like such an intimidating, yeah. arduous, painstaking process. I mean, you're, you're a really smart guy, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 everyone knows that. But did it seem intimidating to you and, and did it seem formidable when, when, you, when you started to do it? Oh, yeah. So, like, my second game I made, I, I was way more confident than the first one I made. I mean, I kind of go about it like kind of like you would a school project or making like an English essay. It's a pretty good representation. You don't just go in and kind of like, all right, let's start. Like you kind of want to like have an outline. You kind of want to see where it's going. 
do some like very basic play testing stuff to kind of like see is this something that might be good before you just kind of go straight dive head on to into it maybe make some sample sketches kind of see is this something i would like to go forward with and kind of go piece by piece and that was something really big i had in my first one but then once by the time i got to the second game I had so much experience from the first one, I just flew stuff by really quickly and I was able to get some of that beginner stuff out of the way really quickly. So it's really that step-by-step -step process. Yeah, but, like, but how would you know where to even start? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not as smart as you are, but like, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know where to start if, if I woke up one day and said, hey, I wanna, I wanna uh, design and, and invent mm -hmm. a video game. I wouldn't even know where to begin. H how did you know where to begin? So I usually, so I started like programming and stuff on like Scratch, this website. It's just kind of a bunch of block coding. You play around, you can make stuff happen. I did that in like elementary school and that's kind of my introduction to like making games type of thing. And, 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 what, and what drew you to that? Uh, <clears throat> oh, I think they did that at school for like this hour of code thing. It's just something that they showed you. It's like, oh, here's something that's for the curriculum or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is really fun. So I started playing around at home, just a website. This was in elementary school, and it was part of your just your daily yeah, they got, yeah, school, they like, school day, right? Yeah, it was like an hour of code. Like you spent one hour just like teaching the kids like how to program and all that, getting them used to all that kind of stuff. Right. Most people would find coding boring, though. You you don't. What what, what do what do you what do you like about coding? I mean, I like that it does what you want it to do. Like you say something and if it messes up, most likely it's your fault and not the computer's fault because yeah. it's, it's, it's there and it's going to work whatever you tell it to do. So it's not like, oh, maybe this, maybe this, it's there. That's the directions. It's going to follow your directions. So I just like that kind of organizational structure of everything. But it's a pretty laborious, long process, yeah. right? Yeah. As you get into the more like the detailed stuff, it becomes less of... Let me just write all out, wow, it works first try. It's not going to work first try. It's going to be testing this out. I have this problem. Let me spend some time finding how to solve this problem. I found the answer. Here's another problem. It's going to kind of a repeat cycle. But I think the end process is what really makes it all worth it because you see, like, all that struggle. Here's the final result. It's really great. Right. Uh, so, so you had a bit of a background in it. it, it you weren't like totally new to, to, the, to this world, but, but still, what did you have to learn to be able to put out and design a video game? Um, so basically it's, so I went from block coding and I kind of moved towards the, the more like writing out scripting type stuff. That was a really big transition, um, much more than I thought. Cause I went shifted to like Roblox. I don't know if you're, people are familiar with that, but Roblox, the game, it was an actual type, my first typing programming in language. So that was a big shift to get from that to that. And that was something like, cause I always loved playing Roblox games. It was just super fun to do. Um, so it was kind of like playing around, watching a lot of tutorials on YouTube, just kind of saying, what are they doing? How can I do that? And over time, those Roblox stuff shifted to Unity, like the game engine I use. Kind of, that kind of shifted to another language, which is in C Sharp. It just kind of shifted that typing programming over, but it's a lot of YouTube tutorials and kind of slowly gaining the stuff until I feel able to do on my own. So what, you just like, is it as simple as typing in a search engine how to design a video game? Yeah, there's, or, um... So there's a lot of tutorials. There's a lot of like how to design a simple this. And then they'll walk you through it. At least the good ones will. They'll walk you through it and give you like an idea. Here's what we're going to type. Here's what it's going to do. And then we can go step by step together and we can make something together. And at the very end, you're like, wow, even though I had some help, I made this through this tutorial video. And it's just really cool. Like I made that. And then as you do more, you're like, okay, maybe I can do something that I want to do rather than what I'm just watching. So I think that's just something cool. Uh, how much help did you have or did you do it all by yourself? 
Oh, so, well, for the game, there's a lot of help because there are a lot of like small components that you don't think about that like I need more help on. Like, for example, on my second game, I did in-app purchases for the first time. So that I had to spend a lot of time on YouTube to find out how to do those because I've never done them before. So it's like, okay, you have to import this library and then do these steps to do this. And it's just a lot of trial and error. But there's a lot and a lot of help. It wasn't just like I sat down there and I was just doing it and I just knew everything off the top of my head. It's a lot of doing it, doing a lot of research, coming back to it, videos coming back to it. Did you have uh, other people helping you or was it all just you finding stuff online uh, and no, sort of to help? Uh, it's mostly I did all of it. I had some other people play test it when I was in more like end of the time frame that I was working on it. Once it was more play test, it was like, hey, is this something you like? Is it a little too hard? Is it kind of the play style you kind of like? Just kind of get some more because like, when you make the game, you're really biased about what you want to do. And even though it might be something that you really want, someone else might be like, this sucks. So right. Like, yeah, I want to make sure it's good, but mo the game aspect, I did all the work for the actual game aspect. You, you did. Uh, so, so again, you you have a background in it. Uh, you, you know how to do it. You know you know where to find the help and the in the programs that you need. Um, what was it? Was it costly to do this? Um, so it's not really. So everything I used was free except for getting it on the app store itself. So I used all like common licenses, like just there's your pictures, your so most of the drawings I drew myself, which I did my can, best I could. Can you can you draw or are you an artist? It It's mostly boxes and circles. It wasn't a lot of like, it was a lot of boxes. Like for the 2D art at least, it was a lot of boxes, circles, lines. It wasn't anything detailed. I'm not much of an artist, but I just kind of know how to do some basic stuff. 3D modeling stuff, I had to watch a lot of tutorials for that one because it just, and I ended up making it really simple, which is nice, but it, that was a hard one because I've never done something like that before. Because my very first one, it was not great. Second one was better. So I watched a lot on that. Right. Uh, so the high jump game was first. Uh, yeah. You, you, you love the high jump. Yeah. Uh, how was that game received? I, I think people just really like the fact that it's like, everyone's like, oh, App Store, you know, it's it's like, that's really cool. And then they see it's like, oh my gosh, you made an app on the App Store. Like, that's really cool. And everyone downloads it. And it just, it's really cool. I think a lot of people are like, wow, that's really impressive kind of thing. And it just makes me feel happy that all the work that I came in over time has gone up to this. And it's like, I released it. I can play it. Everyone else is playing, which is really fun. Because like, for like three months, you're sitting there. You're playing it. Maybe one other person is playing it. Then you release it. Everybody is playing it. So it's it, like, that's just really cool, it, really it, great feeling. It, it took you three months. And, and, and you said the other day you do it over the summer where, where, where you have a little more time. Because during this time of year, you're, you've got school and you've, yeah. got, you've got training and, and you don't have much time probably. Yeah, so. just schoolwork, training. Just, it's really hard to find time. But the summer, I can really just kind of take a break from that and really focus on something that I enjoy, that I really want to work on, help get my skills up as well. Right. And, and how, how many hours a day? And, and, and this process took three months to design the first game? Yeah, so yeah, so I think it ranged between six and eight hours a day. It was most of my, it was most of my day. I did training in the morning over the summer. And then it would be like throughout the night until mostly dinner time. I, I worked on it for a long time. And, and, and then and I took a break from my, most of the time. And you're doing this on a computer, a, a MacBook, you yeah, said? So or? I, yeah, I have my MacBook. So how the App Store works is to post to the App Store, you have to have a MacBook. You can post anything on Google Play, but you need a Mac to post to the Apple Store. So I have a MacBook that I use to make it all, and then I 
post it through there as well. Do, do your eyes get tired of looking at, at a computer screen? Do you have to, you have to like get up and move around and just do something else for a minute? <laughs> I mean, you get used to it. Like, sometimes you take breaks and then you know, I take like lunch breaks and all that stuff, but I just get so like indulged in it. It just like, or something, if I'm in the middle of a problem, I could sit there for three hours trying to fix this problem because I'm just so focused on fixing this. And then if maybe if I fix a problem, I'd be like, okay, I spent three hours. I fixed the problem. I probably deserve like a little bit of a break because that was really tiring to fix that. Uh, did this feel like work or did you just enjoy doing so, it so much that it, it really didn't? So I think that's a really cool question because at first, if it was super fun and super enjoying and I just loved it, and it's not until like the last three weeks before like you release it where it feels like work because then like for the most of the time, at least for both of them, it was end, getting closer to the end of the summer Then I would say announce the release date online and say, okay, here's when my game's release date. Now you have a set date. Now you have to get it done by that time. So you're then three weeks left there, to work there, there, on, there's, like, pr- there's pressure all of a sudden. Yeah, side. now there's pressure. And it's like some, some parts are out of your control. Like when you post things to the app store, they have to get reviewed and accepted. You don't know how long it's going to take. It could take two days. It could take two weeks. So then your pressure is also not on you but on them. So it's like you could submit it two days before your release date. But then what if it takes two weeks? So like you want to submit it two weeks just in case. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of like I need to fix this. This is a big issue. I need to fix this right away. And there's a lot of it almost feels like work at the very end, but I, it, it's so much worth it once you're done. You're like, step back, and you're like, that was fun. Well, what was the moment like when you saw it on the app store? It's like, holy cow, I have, yeah, I have, the, I have a video game on The very on an first app one store. was that yeah. was that moment because that was my very first one. And I just, when I, I posted it, and, and I just like going on my phone and searching it up, it's like, there it is. It's there. And I went on another phone, it's like, it's there. It's public. Everyone can see it. And, and how did that make you feel just, just to see it up there? I mean, just like, I was like, this is just really cool. I've always just played games, downloaded games in the App Store, but it's like, I put one on there. That's that's mine, and it's not going to go away. I can, like, I think it's really cool that, like, maybe in the future I can come back and, like, it's still in the App Store. It's still there. Like, yeah, it's just it, really cool. It'll sort of live forever, right? Yeah, I know. That's just yeah. a really cool part. It always come back, and I thought it was just really cool. Uh, um, Summarize the game Sky High for us. The, tell us what it's about and what, what the objective is. So basically... uh. You, you would go onto the game and then you would have your character and it's like you go you click on for a competition type stuff you would go through different arenas it starts out at elementary school then you go to middle high school college and all the way up to like the world championship do you design your own characters or are the characters set for you like okay I, I want to play sky high so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so so walk me walk me through the process what yeah, am so, I, what, am, what am I doing here so you, you get it and you go through a tutorial to start to help you kind of get an idea how to play and then you don't have to design your character, but there is a character customization option. So this is before I learned all the great 3D modeling. But you can choose your characters, like the, what the color is, some of their outfits, how they look. And you can kind of see whatever you kind of make your character look like. So, yeah, you can customize your character. And, and the game is basically you're doing high jump competitions? Yeah, so it's just high jump. It's And then comparing at different, like, meets. So elementary school, your starting height might be, like, four feet, three feet. And then the world championship... Now this is this is a little scaled, but the starting height's like thirty-two feet. 
it's not scaled to real life. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask you about that. Are these realistic heights or are they superhuman heights? Yeah, for Track Mayhem they are, but for my first one, the Sky High, they are little superhuman heights. The starting height's about 32 feet for the world championship. So you could leap tall buildings uh, yeah, yes. with, 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 uh, in a single bound in Sky High. Yeah, I think my personal best is about 34 feet with my character. You'd, you'd probably win, uh, Luke, an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think so. If you, if you were able to do that. So, so, so you're just high jumping and what, you have a controller uh, that controls your uh, approach and your jump and like, how does it work? Yeah, so there's buttons on the side and the buttons at first, just like a normal high jump run up, you would, your character will move forward and then you would press when you want your character to start your J turn or the part where you start to turn in and then you press your jump button and you press another button to like kick your legs back after you get over the bar and that'll be your jump. And then after every match, a really cool feature is you get like these coins and stuff, and then you use those coins to upgrade different aspects of your character. I believe there's flexibility, strength, speed, and then uh, quick uh, agility. So you can say, okay, maybe I'm having a really hard time going over top of the bar. I'm gonna upgrade my flexibility, or I cannot get to the bar in enough time. Let me upgrade my strength, kind of thing. So and, you can kind of pick your path there. And, and, and you have to work your way up. You're probably not jumping 32 feet yeah, on, no, on, on your first jump. No, yeah. I think the best you can do with the base character is maybe like five feet. And so you can kind of work. But once you start winning matches, then you get your coins, you work your way up. And, and, and how many uh, characters are you competing against? Uh, usually it's about eight. So actually eight. a high jump final kind of thing. So this one's eight. And what, misses knock you out? Or yeah, so you get three. It's just like normal high jumps. You get three attempts. And if you miss three of them, then you're out, you're you, out. You, you'd be out. And then you just is it is it, is it is it game over or um, you would just reset and let's say you're out but you got third place overall then you would still get the third place reward for coin wise okay so and then if you get eighth place you'll get a little bit of coins but you won't get that much but getting the first place rewards you the higher amount of coins to upgrade okay. your character. When when did Sky High launch? Um, it was late August, I believe, like August twenty. 4th, August 23rd, somewhere around that time period of, of 2022. Okay. Yes. So, so, so you see it up there. It's, it's awesome. You're like, holy cow, I, I, I designed a video game. What, what sort of initial feedback did you get? Like, what did your friends tell you about playing and stuff yeah. like that? It's, it's sometimes hard between finding the balance between like feedback and people that just want to say stuff because they think it's great. Because some people are kind of scared to give feedback because they're like, oh, it's so amazing. I've never seen anyone do something like that. I don't want to say anything bad. And it's like, but, you know, you, you can share your feedback too. But and everyone was just, like, really great. And it's really fun um, both times at school whenever you post it. You just see everyone around the class just <laughs> playing the game. So people liked it. Eh? Yeah, people like it. Yeah. So I, I usually post, I post on the second day of school both years. So everyone's not doing too much. And then I just see people all around playing it. And uh, how how did that make you feel to watch people playing your video game? It's fun to watch them like struggle <laughs> sometimes. And it's like, I don't want to help them too much. And they get it. And it's like, it's just really fun to watch them like progress from like, oh, I can't do it. And then, because sometimes it's really hard to grasp the concept at first. And once they get over that first bar and they get really excited because they finally got the first height, it just is like, it's fun to watch them get excited about something I made. So I think that's just something really fun to watch them play Right. Um, so you you get this video game out. Yeah, it's, it's a big sigh of relief. It, yeah. If, uh, pe people like it, which I'm sure you're thrilled about. So then, what initiates the process to start the second video game? So it was. So obviously, once you post something, people are like, "Well, wow, that's really cool." And then a week later, like, "So when's the next update?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, <laughs> I'm kind of kind of busy now, but 
I can consider. So I started making an update and then it never actually ended up going through. It was like some, but I also, cause when I really wanted to make a game, I had this envision. I originally envisioned the Track Mayhem game with all 10 events. And then I started making it, started with the high jump event. And I realized I am not doing all 10 events. It's been a month. I'm almost done with like the basics of high jump. I am not getting through all 10 events and making it working together. Let's just go for a high jump this time. And then after I made that first one, I, would, I got a lot of experience. And then that summer I was like, you know what? This is going to be the one. I feel like I have a lot of experience and this is going to be the one. And I just thought it was really cool. You can see the parts of learning. The work I did to make that sky high game, I did in about two weeks of making track mayhem. Like I made an entirely new like high jump thing in two weeks compared to the three months it take. And it just shows like how much you gaining experience from doing a big project like that. Yeah. You condense it to make something like 10, 12 times more. I mean, I made 10 events. Cause you already know how to stuff. do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of, it just gets you so much experience. And it, I got so much better the second time around. Right. But, but, but are you like, here we go again. And it's another long process. How long did uh, the game is track mayhem? The uh, decathlon. Yeah. Decathlon. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? First of all? Um, so, well, originally I liked track mayhem. I kind of just liked the sound of that. And then there was another track mayhem game. So I just want to distinguish it. So I did decathlon, which is like the event that's based on the 10 events in yeah. track and field. So I, I just added that on at the end to kind of distinguish it from the other, other ones. And, this one I had like I was like yes it's gonna be a long process again but it's this was like my dream project I originally wanted to do that last summer I just had enough time but this this is really what I wanted to do this is like the game I envisioned and I'm like I'm gonna do this because it's I, I really want to do this it's gonna be so cool if it's finished because like sometimes when I think of games um, I kind of imagine what it's gonna look like and imagine how it's gonna play it's like I want I want to make that, and I know I have the skills to make that. So I'm going to do this over the summer. I'm going to commit. I'm going to do it. You, you you talk about the expectation versus reality there. How 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 close was it for both games? Expectation, what you want it to be versus yeah. reality, what it turned out to be. Yeah. So for Sky High, I obviously talked about how like I expected it to be this big, a uh, multi-event thing. Turned out to be one, and then the the graphics were not really as I wanted to go. But at the end, it was like I had a finished project. Track Mayhem game, it went pretty well, Expectation of Triviality. There was a small component that I left out. I wanted to do some kind of either online feature or um, like head-to-head -head type competition because I have online leaderboards, like head-to-head -head type stuff or like making like a manager, kind of like you have like your FIFA or Madden, like your, like your career mode kind of thing. I wanted to add that. I just kind of ran out of time, but I got majority of the core mechanics in and that was something that it was really good, like expectation wise. Like the gameplay, how it ran, it went very close to what how I expected. And, and no one is high jumping thirty two feet in track. No, it's mayhem. it's, it's yeah. very very even. I think it's definitely higher, but I think the top height is in the world is nine feet right now. Okay, which is it's way more scaled. That's with like a way maxed out character and so, a really good look. So 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 it's real. It's a more realistic. Yeah, everything uh, game. everything's yeah. scaled to like the actual heights to make it <laughs> make it more realistic. Okay. Uh, is Luke Freeman, is, is he the strongest character, of course, in this game? Um, I'm a legendary character. Legendary. You are. <laughs> yeah. could, could people could play as you. or Talk about the characters, because you said, you told me the other day that they're based off of TJ athletes and teammates. Yeah, so, yeah, I made these in mind. I put this poll out to the group and who wanted to be included in the game. People have filled it out. I designed their character based on what they wanted to look like. I asked them what they wanted to look like, and... And then from there, I kind of distributed. So there's like rarities. 
and the Raiders are based on how high of a level that of a meet they've gone to. Like, have they gone to regionals? Have they gone to states? Have they gone to nationals? And like, people have gone to nationals. Um, they would be like the legendary characters, and just the states would be like your epic, and it kind of goes down from there to determine rarities, and that determines kind of how strong you are in different aspects. Um, can I play as you? Like, if I, yeah. if, I, if I, can I, can I be, can I be you? Can I, and I assume I have the option to design my own character as well? So or, there's no um, designing of own characters, but you can play as me. So it works in kind of like a loot box system. So when you go in, you'll get a starter character. It's going to be random. But as you play the game, you open these chests and you have a chance to unlock a character. You don't know who's going to be. And the legendary character is going to be harder to get. The more your common character is going to be. Oh, so I can't be, I can't be you right away. If you, now that's where the in-app purchases come in. If you spend money, Ah. so if you spend like $2, you can get any character you want. Or if you save up your, like they call it rubies, the in-game currency. If you save them up over time from winning a bunch of competitions, you can eventually pick any character you want. But right away, unless you get lucky, the only way to get it is to probably spend those rubies by either buying them if you want to play whoever you want right away. So, so if I want to win the mile, can I? Do I have to unlock James uh, Partlow? Or uh... <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a good character for that one. Yeah. So, um, there's a there's a cool thing is there's a lot of different characters, a lot of different play styles, which you wouldn't think like there's a play style in the mile. Like you'd say, okay, if you want if you want to pick James as a character, his he has a very good, his ability would be like the last lap, he gets double the speed for the last lap. And then that means, okay, you want to maybe conserve some of your energy because there's an energy bar in the 1500. Um, you want to maybe conserve your energy and then use it on the last lap where it's doubled compared to someone else that I have. Um, that character is Mr. 45. That one's uh, someone else. And then they, their ability is halfway through the race, they gain all their stamina back. So that, that tactic might be use all your stamina and then gain it back, and then use it again. So there's a lot of different options with characters and how you want to play those races. Are you, are you making any money off of this, Luke? You're just taking a lot of time and effort into this. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely do make money. Not not a fortune, not a lot, but it's definitely something. For me, it's really less of the money. It's kind of a cool little side effect. It's just some small stuff. It's just like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I think it's more the experience is what I'm more after because I know if I wanted to aim the game for making money, I would have designed it a little bit differently, make some more paywalls, make some more like ways to buy stuff. But I just really want it to be like focusing on your skill and then a little bit of luck and then have the paying option if you wanted to fast forward that process along. Right. And you may, what do you have some ads that you're able to sell? Yeah, there's, or, just, there's, um... some, there's some ads in there and then there's some rewarded ads. So if you want to watch an ad for gems or watch ad for coins, you can, you can do that as well. Are our mom and dad like you're investing a lot of time in this? Uh, you need to be making a little money off of this or because yeah. it is like a job. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> definitely like, yeah, we want to make sure, you know, spending a healthy amount of time <laughs> right. in front of the computer and making sure like it was less of like, we need to make sure we have enough money. It's kind of, it was more of just like making sure it's a healthy amount of time spending there and making sure it's going to be worth it in the long run. I'm not just spending my entire summer on something that I don't want to do or something that might not be worth it in the end. But I think they saw my final goal and they knew that it was something I really enjoyed and they were really supportive about it. How was the second game received, uh, Track Mayhem Decathlon? Um, I think it was a different idea. I feel like it was less of oh my gosh, you posted to the App Store, because that was kind of like the one, the previous one. But it was a way more competitive, which I knew, since, since this one had an online leaderboard, the first week was just everybody trying to compete to see who could get to the top of the leaderboard the fastest. 
And that was really fun to watch because I was also playing too. And I wasn't using any cheats or anything. I was just trying to play a lot. And it's like, oh, I got first. And then I would go to second block and check at the end of class. And then, well, now I'm fifth. So then now I have to start getting back up to the first. So it's bouncing all around. Everyone's just trying to get to that top in the very beginning. And that that was just a really fun week because everyone's just playing and everyone's trying to get to the top. Are your friends and teammates like, whoa, I could could play as me. Like like your teammates could play as themselves. Yeah, I think they liked that part of it. I think it was really fun to people go on and then click on the runners and just kind of look through them. It's like, oh, that's that person. Oh, that's that person. Looking at all the other people and all the models for the characters, like, oh, that's supposed to be that person. That's pretty cool. I like how they look. Were, were you worried that you were going to leave someone out? Like someone was going to get mad that they weren't in the game? Um, I definitely was worried. I posted it to the entire group of the track and whoever filled it out, filled it out. Um, I started with 23 characters and then going what you said, um, some people reached out to me and said they really wanted to be in the game. And I said, okay, maybe I'll look at it when I get time. So then over Thanksgiving break, I had a little bit of time. I added uh, four more characters, so I had now totally like, twenty-seven characters. Um, that so, really so you get to... so you could add characters to the game. Yeah, so I can add characters. It, it, I made it a system, so it's not as difficult to add characters. It's really just the modeling type thing that takes a long time, and some of like the balancing stuff. So, so if someone was really upset that they weren't a part of this game and they wanted to be, and maybe they just missed the missed the the filling out the form or something, you you could add them. Yeah, so I, I tell them, yeah, I'll add you if I get time, and usually they're pretty understanding. And I try if I do have some kind of longer break, maybe I'll sit down and be like, okay, I want to add a couple more characters to kind of include every everybody that's asking. It's you can't really you can't include everybody, but you can include a lot of people. Right. Please tell me you're getting some extra credit, Luke, in school or something like uh, for for. Because again, not many high school kids are capable of, the, of designing video games. <laughs> Does it tie into your curriculum at all at school, or is this just to, just just totally uh, on your own? It, it's it's on my own. I've had, so to put it into perspective, the, the AP Computer Science A curriculum that's yeah. the same language I use to make my game. Yeah. So when I took that class last year. It was, I kind of flew through it pretty fast just because of the fact I'm, I made an entire game using that language or it's, it's equivalent, a very close language. So it, 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 I use that language, but nothing to this scale was taught in school. Well, well, what did your teachers think that you've designed these games? Um, I think there's, most of them are kind of like, oh, that's really cool. And I think that it is really cool. There has been much... But the, but they're not like they're that. not they're not like super impressed or I mean I think maybe they just I don't think they've really expressed it or some of them seem like oh that's pretty cool I've never seen any of them play it but maybe maybe they do I don't know maybe in their free time they play I don't know right <laughs> but they just, I just, a lot of just like oh that's really awesome that's really cool a lot of like oh how did you do that, that those kinds of stuff like that that's all right how how'd you get so smart Luke <laughs> a lot over time it's a lot of a lot of work over a, a lot of long period of time doing it from a young age kind of growing up always wanting to go beyond like just the singular answer right find why things work the way they do are are you a nerd luke yeah i I mean i would say so i mean i'm in a lot of those nerdy type classes so i would think about that and your high level calculus physics i feel like that kind of is definition of a nerd (laughs) right and and coach says you're in the uh coach o'hara said you're in the robotics club too yeah yeah so i'm the president of that club we're really trying to go forward this year with some new stuff trying to manage all this new season stuff or new season started in january so we're really trying to get that stuff together trying to get a robot out we had a pretty successful preseason better than we've had in the last years 
So we're looking forward to that season in March. Are you going to be curing cancer one day, Luke? Or um... I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know about that one. I, not much of my biology person. <laughs> oh, <but> no, because <laughs> we need your brain. We, yeah. we, we need your brain to help us figure out some of these uh, complex problems. How, how do you square the, your, your nerdy side with your athletic prowess? Because you're, you're an awesome athlete, too. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of the, the knowledge helps with, like, I think time management and, like, a lot, a lot of management of events and leadership really helps out in that, those kinds of events. Um, the more, the more, some of the more clubs you do and you get, like, those kind of leadership positions, it really kind of transfers to that athletic-type part. And then having time management for homework really helps with having time management for athletics. And I think it's nice to combine two of those together. And then athletics is a nice, like, way to take a break from school as well, kind of run kind of be happy so you're not sitting right but 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 i mean you're really good at it you you, you could run you jump you're you're you're, you're tall you're you're yeah. strong uh over the over the weekend at the county championships uh you you won the high jump mm-hmm. uh you won the 55 hurdles uh, uh, uh breaking a record that had stood since 1988 i believe um uh so so you're really one of one of the best athletes in school too and one of the and one of the mm-hmm. smartest people do you do you think of that about that and go wow or there's definitely ports where i step back and be like wow that's really cool and it's like that's like you go and sometimes you go into the school and you're like wow i'm actually like like look at everyone like wow i've i could probably beat them all in a race right <laughs> but but that's it, right you, yeah. you, could, you could be you're the nerd that could actually like beat people up yeah <laughs> But no, I just kind of I I don't think completely about it. I just like to kind of just keep working on what I'm doing. I know that I, I there's always more things to improve on. I just like working on that improvement. It's really it's really fun to improve on stuff and see results, and I really enjoyed that. What 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 drew you to track and field? Um, so I was mainly a soccer player. Uh, I did soccer of a lot of middle middle school, elementary school club soccer, and then in between soccer season, I wanted to stay active, so I did outdoor track. And I was a triple jumper um, there, and I did, yeah, it was like triple jump, and I think I tried high jump as well. That's when I first started high jump, where I was at like that 5-2 type area. Um, and then I kind of just started going out and kind of found my events over time. And, and you just jumped 6-2 at, at counties. Uh, your your yeah. PR is, I think you told me it was 6-6. Six, six. You, yeah. you, you've hit 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. Is, is that mind-blowing to you that you've gone over a bar almost seven feet in the air? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty high. I think it was a really cool comparison last year because last year um, um, going into the season, my personal best was five foot two, and going out of the season, my personal best was six foot two. So going from that to the state championship and hitting six foot two, that, that whole foot improvement, that was just something that I thought was just really amazing. And then getting up to some of these heights now, I mean, it's 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 really it's really fun to like think about that number. It's like, yeah, that's that's pretty high. I, I'm that's getting there, and then it's like you look at the bar. And it's like that's taller than me, and I'm pretty tall. Right, so, <laughs> that's up there. Right. Uh, so so you high jump, you pole vault. Yeah. Uh, you run the hurdles. Uh, yeah. And we we're just talking indoor track, and then you're part of a relay too, right? Yeah, they, they like to throw me in that. Uh, what are you in the four <laughs> four by two? The uh, four by four. Four by four. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, is that a hard race because you're running, you're sprinting uh, basically a lap around the track? Yeah, I mean it's definitely not my favorite event. Don't really like it. Um, they kind of just put me in that for championship season as another person. Um, but I think yeah, I've only really run it indoors. Outdoors, I don't really run because I do the 300 hurdles in outdoor. That kind of fills that fourth event slot. But I think we're able to. We did pretty well at the county championship. We got like the second overall for the four by four. So. 
hopefully we'll see how you, that goes. You, you needed to also because Urbana was. Yeah, I know uh, it was. It was neck and neck, and we're like, we're looking at those points. Like, we need to get like at least seventh or something like that. Just if they win, to kind of balance that out. And we were like, okay, we're aiming to win our heat, and then we won our heat, and it ended up being second. We're like, oh, well, I guess we got second. That's pretty cool. What What did it mean to you to set the the hurdles record, fifty five hurdles? I mean, so it was definitely something I was looking at before because um, I was. I've only ran I only ran twice before that meet and I'll look at that time it's like oh seven seven four that's I'm I actually kind of close to that I maybe should get that and then the prelims I felt really good on the prelims I like took out the last two hurdles and I still got a really good time like okay I can do this and then I got it and I was like after the race I was like yeah that that felt pretty good that was probably a pretty good one so I think I was like let's hope for the time but that, that felt pretty good I mean the competition. It was really funny. The person I was next to, um, they ran the exact same same time last year in counties. So um, this time, instead of because the video last time he was beating me for the first two hurdles, and I caught him at the end. And this time, right out of, like the first hurdle, right as we go went over that, I started beating him. And was like, yeah, this is this is probably the one. Do you take a nerdy sort of analytical approach to your events? Do you set a game plan like like I need to be doing this, or um, or do you just go out and more or less wing it and just rely on your ability? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, sometimes I like to kind of understand some of like the way it works, some of the physics, especially for high jump. Like it's always like, oh, you want to jump and you want to lean, and then you want to jump. Well, why does the leaning do to you? Like how does the leaning work? And I kind of understood some of that leaning. It's like, okay, well, that's going to help you get up, kind of get over the bar, how that all that physics stuff works. But for really for a lot of those kind of bar events, you can't really overthink stuff. Because if you overthink stuff, it's really just going to kind of all fall apart. So you kind of have an idea, okay, here's the steps I need to do, and then kind of just go with it. Because the more you think sometimes, the more it's going to kind of all fall apart. But I think that getting that conceptual understanding is, does help a little bit. Right. Uh, you have an interesting hang-up in the high jump that you don't have in the pole vault, and I wanted mm. to ask you about that. Like, the high jump, the height sort of freaks you out a yeah. little bit. Uh, to, to, uh, why? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's more a fact that it's, like, it's closer to the ground. Like, I feel like sometimes in, like, the pole vault kind of thing, the things that's propelling you is kind of like the pole. Like, you jump on the pole. The moment you jump, you're almost already up, like, maybe 10 feet or something like that. But for the high jump, everything you do is, like, it's you're coming off of your just just your jumping ability and i guess since it's so low i've always just been afraid like i don't want because i think it may have come from the fact that like when you land on the bar it really hurts and i did that a couple of times and i mean it could have just been like mentally like i didn't want to land on the bar and but like if i just commit it goes well it's kind of a hard thing to describe because i'm 100 not even 100 percent no it's just my mind's like nope not doing it right it, it, it's weird because the danger seems much greater in the pole vault yeah. than, than, than it does the high jump like if you were going to break your neck doing something i would mm -hmm. guess the pole vault before the high jump yeah it's i don't know i guess i have more faith in the pole than i do in my jumping ability <laughs> <laughs> why luke why i'm really not sure it's just been never something it's like i kind of jump and it's like i'm already up there and then i guess for the high jump i just have to do it all myself Right. So, but, but still, it's a legit mental hurdle. How, how, do, how do you overcome it? Uh, it took a while. Like, it took at least a season or two of just staying at the same height for a long period of time and not being able to go over anything else. And it was just a lot of, like, believing, that, like, okay, I can do this. I know I can do this. I just really have to commit to this. And I just try to ra slowly raise heights, slowly tell myself I can do this, and really try to commit to that. And, I mean, I think... 
some some of the joy with the sky high game really helped because after that after that summer i don't know how but after that summer i started started going really well in that following indoor season so i think really just saying i know i can do it and really trying to commit i I think that helped some aspects of it yeah i mean because you're you're saying what makes a good when you're designing the game i imagine you're saying what makes a good high jump what 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 ingredients do you need to be a good high jumper Mm -hmm. and it seems like you'd be able to apply all that in real life to to your actual jumping yeah there's definitely because a lot of the form and stuff are copied from like the actual form so it's not 100% sure how it all happened, but it just, confidence was the main key. Got right. Together. How high can you go in the high jump? Um, in the in the game? or, or yeah. Well, we know, we know you're you're jumping over the Empire State Building in the yeah. game, uh, but but in real life, how high do you think you can get? Ooh, that's, so like when I jumped 6'6", six, six, I, felt, I felt good about that one. Um, I moved my step farther back compared to, because like, of HCC, there's, there's not a lot of room to jump. And I tried the last state championship. I tried to, uh, the, the county one. I tried to move back. It was just, it's really slippery. It's really hard to go from that mat to the gym basketball floor. I lose a lot of grip, especially without spikes. So it was just really hard to get some of those higher heights. But, I mean, I think I might be able to go for, like, I went for 6-7. I was getting closer. I was just breaking a bit too early. It comes also comes down to it's harder to practice some of those higher heights at practice because you don't have that kind of energy so and, and, and the weather's largely horrible. And the, the weather, winter. the weather's yeah. also been a big aspect. So hopefully, as the outdoor season comes, we can have more time to practice some of those higher stuff. But I mean, I can probably go maybe another inch or two if I get really excited to have that same feeling like I had at that other meet. Uh, how is the PG Sports Complex where they have the state meet? Do you like jumping there or? Um, so that yeah, so we I jumped at the VA showcase when I did the six six jump, but the v, the PG um, they have two high jumps max go back to back, so. They have all the room you really need. The only problem is you might be colliding with other people jumping on the but, opposite But, but, but mat. it's a good surface to it, jump off It's a off great surface. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a track. You get to use your spikes, which really helps in that curve because sometimes I feel like I slip a little bit when I start to get, especially when they get those big leans in there, start to slip a little bit. So that spikes really do help. Right. What has it meant to you to be part of this uh, now two-time county championship uh, team, uh, TJ? And, and plus you guys won, uh, you won states last year outdoor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really great. It's really great to see everybody coming together because I see everyone around. Just They work so hard, and it, it, it really just shows off how much we've really been working, all these different aspects. And it's just really great to see. Like, I remember it, it may have been the state championship, maybe in the regional. It, but it's like you look over, and it's like, oh, that person PR'd in the 100-meter dash. That's amazing. And then you walk over, and this other person from, like, triple jump's like, guess what? I PR'd by three feet in triple jump. You're like, Oh, really? That's great. And then person's like, I peered a whole foot in pole ball. It's like everyone's just like doing great. Everyone around, it's just like, it's just so amazing to see everyone like, I did this better. I did this better. I did this better. Everyone's just getting great. And it's, it's just really great to have and, that community. Yeah. And how did people respond to your successes when you're telling them I set a hurdles record? Uh, it's been on the books uh, uh, for almost. Um, uh, 40 years and, and i i won the high jump i counted title uh, just how do people respond to your success and people i think people just think it's really great people are excited they're excited for me i think uh, i think they just see it as a really cool accomplishment they're really excited right yeah. uh why, why are you guys so good why why, why are you why are you so talented it's really I, I think it's really the depth for our team getting getting someone in every event like it's you can't really win the whole meet with a bunch of fast runners. If you have so many fast runners, you need some of those other events. And I feel like we have a lot of that depth 
in the indoor and the outdoor season, we have somebody in every event. I think we scored in every event in the county championship to show like how well we are well-rounded. And if we need somebody to fill in those gaps, we will help find somebody or help train somebody to fill in those gaps that we need rather than pushing them to like to get like maybe one spot further, maybe get them really good in another event and we can start getting those kind of points, well-roundedness. That, that's a lot what it comes from. Uh, when I talked to you counties, you sort of considered yourself to be one of those gap fillers. Yeah, I mean, as one, especially when I first started out, uh, we didn't have a lot of hurdlers and we didn't have a lot of high jumpers either. So I kind of said, okay, well, we don't have a lot of hurdlers. If I try hurdles now, I'll probably be in the meet anyway since we don't have three total hurdles. I'll be the third hurdler. So let me try it. I think when I first time I tried hurdles uh, two years ago at the county championship, I got like 9.9. So that was my first time doing it. Not bad. Yeah, it was, it's definitely a time. But I, w- I was just like, yeah, I'll try it. And then the high jump, I was just like, yeah. It looked like something fun. No one else was doing it, which so it meant I was able to compete at more meets in it. And then it, over time, like I really like these and kind of just built that up over time. So how do we get from nine point nine, which which was I I, I jokingly <laughs> said not bad. Uh, uh, how, how do we get it down to to where it is now in the in the sixes? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I definitely worked on um, controlling my body because definitely when I was running that. The long, I have long arms and long legs, so it's really hard to kind of just flail my body everywhere when I jump. So I did go to like a hurdle camp over the summer to help me control some of that. And I kind of learned how to like, okay, I'm this height and it's, I can really use this height if I use it right and kind of be able to control my body and control my arms and kind of keep them like maybe not going out. So I twist my body, keeping them more tighter in, kind of keeping that under control and kind of using what I have rather than making it kind of go against me. And that, that was a big thing because just the height could be a really good or a really bad thing. Yeah. As you guys continue to win these big meets and you continue to have success, does it still feel as exciting? Does it still feel the same when you get a big meet victory? Well, like, like say counties on Saturday. Yeah. Does it feel the same? I mean – it definitely feels a little bit of repetitive, like, because we did do this before, but it, it still feels amazing. Like, yes, we did this. We did it again. We worked really hard for this. We didn't decrease the quality. And it's even better when you win a county competition and then everyone also PR'd in it, too. So it's like we're winning and everyone's getting better. It's kind of a win-win scenario there. Like, we we're, we're keep going up, and it's just really great. So each win retains it, its its own excitement. Yeah, it's just because yeah. I feel like every time we win, we, we – everyone keeps doing better too. So it's just not like, oh, we win. Everyone's getting better. It's just, it's just really great. Right. Uh, before I let you go, Luke, can I, can I make a request? Can you, yeah. in, in one of your games, can you write, can you put a little reporter uh, <laughs> off to the side in one mm-hmm. of these games, just sort of watching, uh, taking notes and observing? Could, could me, the humble sports reporter, be, be a part of one of, your, oh, yeah. uh, one, one of your games? Of course. I can add you as like a side character. <laughs> but that's a... I added a cameraman for one of my. Yeah, there's probably no value in what I do. I don't know how I would score points, or I, I, you probably wouldn't have to unlock me or or spend any money to be me. You probably wouldn't. You wouldn't even want to be me because I'm just a guy <laughs> observing. But but I was just wondering if I could be if I if you could 
put your humble sports reporter in, in one of your video games. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I'll be fun at that. I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> yeah. and, and I appreciate you coming in. Uh, w- wish you well. Uh, uh, CMCs. Uh, yep. I, I know you. I know you're getting ready for that this weekend, and then and then states will be here too long, and then then it'll be outdoor, and then you guys will really be uh, yep. uh, outside in like the 40 degree weather and yeah. stuff like that, which is not fun. But but there might not be any snow on the ground. Yeah, so, hopefully it'll uh, be a little, little bit warmer, less snow, more time to practice. Yeah. Hey, 70 degrees uh, a Friday of this week, so I know you'll take that. So, uh, Luke Freemanis, uh, uh, the, the great county champion and video game designer uh, for Thomas Johnson High School. Thanks again for coming in, Luke. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. Uh, my thanks to Alexander Dacey for coming in and talking Frederick County Sports, to producer Graham Cullen for putting the podcast together every week, and for all of you for checking us out. I really appreciate you listening uh, here uh, each and every week. Until next week, I uh, hope, hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone has a great week, and we'll see you back here on the final score next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.